All these warriors who are nothing but the celestial beings who have taken the incarnation as human beings to fulfill, to aid your purpose, I see, and those who are all standing here as warriors. So idea is that many of the warriors who are in the battlefield are devotees who have taken this form and as I said yesterday, come here to help the Lord fulfill his purpose. Then at the end of this battle all of these fellows are going to be killed on both the sides. On one side you can say all the devotees are there, on the other side many demons are there. Anihitvam surasangaha vishanti I find all the hosts of the good people entering into you and twa asurasangaha vishanti also that can be read. I see all the demons or the evil people also entering, meaning that I see the warriors and the fighters and the Buddha armies entering into you, meeting their death. And many of them seeing that oh the death is imminent, and not being able to even avoid the dead or run away, I see them, they are totally frightened with their hands folded and then praying to you. I see also many celestial beings and many sages and, you know, all those who are there in the space, in the sky. So this used to be the custom those days. <coughs> that they are the celestial beings and many other great sages, etc. would come and watch what's going on. <coughs> Particularly when the dharma is winning. So when Rama and Rama are fighting, then they know that Rama is going to win, but they come and watch this thing. They are also to bless all the good forces. <coughs> so I see many devatas, celestial beings, rishis, many sages, siddhas, many perfected beings, all of them there in the space who have come to watch this. And all of them finding that the, the bad omens, all of them are really afraid that the whole world is going to come to an end. So seeing this ferocious form of yours, and finding all the bad omens, they are all afraid that the whole universe is going to come to an end. And therefore, all of them are, are praying to you. And all of them are uttering these words, may there be goodness, may, may people be happy, may they be saved. They know that the people who are here are going to die, but they wish that the rest of the world is saved. <coughs> Let there be well-being of all the people, and saying that, all, I see them all praising you with full hymns and, and the prayers. <coughs> Continuing in the twenty-second verse now. So, not it is not only I who is struck with wonder, but then I see others also struck with wonder, seeing this cosmic form of yours. You said in the verse twenty-two. Rudraditya vasavoye chasadhya. Rudraditya vasavoye chasadhya. Krishveshvinomarutaschosmapasche. Krishveshvinomarutaschosmapasche. Gandharva yaksha sura siddha sangha. Gandharva yaksha sura siddha sangha. Vikshante tvam vishnitaschaiva sarve. I see all hosts of these devatas, the celestial beings, the rudras, all these gods were mentioned earlier. Lord Krishna said, Hey Arjuna, see all of these. So, Pashyadityan, Vasun Rudras, Siddhadityan, Vasus Rudras, all these different, different uh, categories of devatas or gods or celestial beings. Arjuna sees them all. Rudraha, I see all the Rudra. Rudra is eleven. Rudra is the devata of destruction. So one of the names of Lord Shiva is Rudra, because he destroys. 
ಸೊ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಶಿವ ಇನ್ ದಿ ರೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡಿಸ್ಟ್ರಾಯರ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ ರುದ್ರ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಮೇಕ್ಸ್ ಅದರ್ಸ್ ವೀಕ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ನ್ಯಾಚುರಲ್ ನೋ ಬಡಿ ವಾಂಟ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದಟ್ ಆಲ್ ದಟ್ ಸಮ್ ದ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ರುದ್ರ ಒನ್ ಮೇಕ್ಸ್ ಪೀಪಲ್ ರೋಲ್ ಐಟ್ ರುದ್ರ ಒನ್ ಮೇಕ್ಸ್ ಸಮ್ ವೀಕ್ of course god is always very kind and therefore even when there is a destruction there is always some kind of benevolence involved there and therefore anyway rudra also means the one who removes the sorrow of the devotees <coughs> by see this rudra aditya the sense of aditya or aditya our aditya means the sun but aditya also is a whole class of god and the sense of aditya or aditya There are two wives of the sage Kashyapa, who was a Prajapati, Aditi and Diti. So Diti, Diti comes from the root Dyo in the sense of cutting, dividing and cutting. So the sense of Diti were called Daityaha, demons, whose job it was to cut wherever they go, then they are called Daityaha. Aditi is the one who joins everything. And the sense of Aditi were called Adityaha, the gods, the celestial beings, the good ones. Anyway, I see the Rudras, I see the Adityas, Vasavaha, another class of gods called Vasu, there are eight of them, I see the Vasavaha. In fact, Vishnu Pitamaha is said to be the incarnation of one of the Vasus. <coughs> These Vasus were eight and for whatever reason they were cursed. You know, they often left somebody and they were all cursed. One of the Vasus was more responsible than others. And so the eight Vasus were cursed to come and be born as human beings and suffer their lot. That is why if you remember the story of Shantanu, so Shantanu got married to Ganga. And uh, you know the Ganges, that is the Ganga. So all of these are imagined as goddesses, the Ganga. Once when Shantanu was, I guess, walking along in Ganges and he saw a very beautiful woman, a goddess-like woman and he was really, uh, so he wanted to marry her. And uh, she put a condition that, okay, one condition is that you will never come in my way in whatever I want to do. She said, okay. And so uh, then the son was born, this Ganga took the son and dumped that son, you know, in, in the water. And poor Shantanam could not say anything, you know. Second son, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. If Sanu was born, there is no way that Shantanu could now bear this. So wait a minute, you are taking away this eighth child, or don't take him away, don't kill him. Then he says, here it is. Our condition was that you will never interrupt or interfere with what I do. Okay, you have the child, I go away. She went away, leaving this child to Shantanu, and that child was called Devadatta, then then he is called Bhishma. Eight Vasus. Because so, there were eight children, there were eight Vasus, who were cursed. Except the seven Vasus had done very little offense and ever, all they required was to be born and, and then die. So they didn't have to suffer much. But Bhishma had offended much and therefore had to live a long life. And yet, these are the kind of stories. In Maha, it's, it's amazing how in, in Mahabharata and other Puranas also, that we find the past birth, the reason why they are born. They always tell us why Rama was born. Why Lord Vishnu had to incarnate as Rama? So many reasons are given for that, you know. Like establishing law of karma. The idea is that whatever happens, happens according to the law of karma. But then to see the justice or whatever it is in the law of karma, we have to, one lifespan, observation of one lifespan is not enough. That is, one observation of one lifespan is not enough. 
for us to determine whether justice is done or not, we have to perhaps go through many lifetimes. It is quite possible, as Manusmuti would explain that, some of the actions that we perform in this lifetime may bear their fruit after the seventh life, you know. Depending on what kind of seeds we sow, and the fruits will come. So if you sow a mango seed, the fruits may come after six, seven, eight years. And if you see some other, sow some other kind of seed, you may get fruits in two years also. And this is how they explain the law of karma and what kind of action you perform, how you will be born. So what kind of species you will be born into, things like that. So uh, the Smritis talk about all of this. Uh, anyway, I'm mentioning here is that this was only Devatas. Many of them are born here, that's the idea here. <coughs> anyway, Sadhyaha, that yet another class of semi-gods they call them, Sadhyaha, the perfected ones. Vishwe, there are other devatas called Vishwe devataha, Ashvinu, another class of gods called Ashvini, <coughs> Marutaha, another class of gods called Maruta, all these different gods. Ushmapaha. Ushmapa, that's an interesting word, that means the, uh, the ancestors, they're called Pitris, the males. So heavens is the highest world, there is an intermediate world of the males called the Pitruloka, and there is the world of man, the human world. So these Ushmapaha, the Pitrus are also here watching. You know why they are Ushmapaha? So, Ushmanam Pibanti, Ushmanam Pibanti, Ushmapaha. It is saying that these Pitrus of the names, they always like to eat warm food. Therefore, when they perform this ceremony called Sraddha, see, when we are, um, so in this Hindu culture, one of the things that everybody is required to do, is to offer a worship to the departed ancestors. And on a given day, when the ancestor departed, the annual day, when the Shraddha is performed, you invite many Brahmins. And uh, lots of ceremonies are performed and then you feed them. In those Brahmins, you invoke the Pitrus. So when you're feeding Brahmins, those departed souls get fed. That's the idea. <coughs> well, one thing is, how long will the Pitrus eat? As long as food is warm. So as long as the food is warm, so long they will eat. Food gets cold and they will not eat, you know. Anyway, that's what Ushmapaha. Ushmapaha means those who drink warm things, eat warm things. But anyway, so all these different devatas and pitrus, all of these, I see them all here watching you. So how many people saw the cosmic form? Sometimes the question is asked. Of course, Arjuna saw the cosmic form. Sanjaya also saw. But in the cosmic form, there are many others we see, like all these people also watching. And I see, O oh Lord, all these Rudra, Aditya, all these different devatas, the celestial beings, and many other, many other beings also watching you. Gandharva, Yaksha, Asura, Siddha, Sangaha, I see Gandharva, that's another class of demigods. They are the musicians of the gods. Yaksha, I see the Yaksha, that's the other demigod, Yaksha. Asura, the demons. Siddhaha, again as I said, the people who are born with these powers, I see the host of them all, weeks and days, watching you. This Seva survey, all of them are watching with great wonder. I'm not the only one who is watching with great wonder, all of you are also watching with great wonder. Nobody had the opportunity to see this form. And Lord Krishna shows the cosmic form, to uh, bless Arjuna, but then in the process many of us are also blessed, I guess. 
then continuing the description Arjuna says further Rupam Mahatte Bahu Vakranetram Rupam Mahatte Bahu Vakranetram Mahabaho Bahu Bahu Rupadam Mahabaho Bahu Bahu Rupadam Bahudaram Bahudam Strakaralam Bahudaram Bahudam Strakaralam Dristwaloka Pravyasitas Tasaham Dristwaloka Pravyasitas Tasaham Rupam Mahate, your form is immense form, this is immense form. And how is it again? Bahuvaktranaitram, this immense, immeasurable form of yours, with many mouths and many eyes, O Mahabahu, O Maitiyamvan, Bahubahu, Urupadam, your form having many arms, many hands, many thighs, many feet. <coughs> Bahudaram, many stomachs, you can imagine that form, you know, with many stomachs and many arms and many eyes and many mouths and many faces and many heads and many thighs and many hands, many feet, many stomachs. Not only that, dam bahudaram, bahu damstra karalam. Damstra means the projecting canine teeth, you know, that those animals have, the, uh, the, the wild animals have those projecting canine teeth with which they, they, they kill the animal, kill the prey. I see your mouth with this projected teeth, canine teeth, and karalam, and therefore very ugly. I see your mouth being seen ugly on account of and looking ferocious on account of the projecting canine teeth. So Arjuna sees the form becoming more and more ferocious as the time goes. It started as a very wondrous beautiful form, but slowly and slowly now the Lord is decided is, is decided to make Arjuna see what he really is at this time, and he sees this tremendously frightening and ferocious forms. Seeing the form of yours, O Lord, Dhrushtva Lokaha Pradvishitaha the people are all afraid, they are all shivering. And now he also admits, Tata Aham, and I am also afraid. Arjuna admits it. Earlier he says, I see the whole world being scared looking at you. But Lord, not only all the world is scared looking at you and afraid of you or fearful, but I am also fearful, I am also afraid. <coughs> so, it's interesting how Arjuna is afraid, naturally. When you see this, he'll be afraid. Because what is there in front of him is something very frightening. And of course, Upanishad explains the cause of fear. Vritiyadvai bhayam bhavati. Bhadarnika Upanishad says, the fear arises when one sees duality. Meaning that, whenever I see something different from me, then there is always a cause of fear. And its potential of fear is always involved whenever there is a duality. Duality is division. That when I stand someone as in contrast to someone else, a separate from something else, then there is always a cause of fear. <coughs> That's what causes fear. And Arjuna sees a cosmic form. Unfortunately, he does not see himself in a cosmic form, although a cosmos should include him also. But then Arjuna sees a cosmic form in front of him and as different from him. And he is being excluded from that. So whenever there is exclusion, then there is a tremendous sense of isolation and naturally insecurity and fear. And therefore, Arjuna is mortally fear that he is certain. 
he feels that naturally. He feels threatened. He will hurt. He will even be killed. And therefore, aham pravdekitaha. I also am totally fearful and afraid also. And that fear itself is further uh, clarified in the next verse. Navasprasam deepta maneka varanam Navasprasam deepta maneka varanam Yatananam deepta vishalanetram Yatananam deepta vishalanetram Rishtvahitvam pravyasitantaratma Rishtvahitvam pravyasitantaratma Dhritim navindami samam chavishna Again, your form is how? Navaspusham. So that which is touching the heavens, Navaspusham, touching the sky, touching the heavens, that is your form. Deepam, also, effulgent, shining, resplendent, anekavaranam, having many forms and many colors. So the form is shining, but shining in many colors and many forms and touching the heavens. <coughs> Vyatkananam, with the mouth all open, you can imagine, with the crimes protruding out and the flames coming out of the mouth and mouths are all open. When would the mouth be open? When a lion opens the mouth or a tiger opens the mouth or what? Looking at the food and similarly also, Vyatkananam, I see the mouths open. Deep the Vishalanetram. And your eyes are what? Large fire, deep. I see you with large fiery eyes with open mouth and with flames emerging from your mouth, with the canine teeth protruding out, making your mouth looking extremely ugly and fearful. Dushvahitvam, seeing you such as that, Pradyasitantaratma. My atma, my mind is completely disturbed. I am completely perturbed, I am disturbed, I am totally fearful. <coughs> Dhritim Navindam, I do not find dhriti, dhairya, steadiness or courage. I lost all my courage and all my steadiness. I am totally disturbed. Nasamam Vishnu, and I do not find samam. I don't find tranquility or composure. My composure is gone. My tranquility is gone. And my steadiness is gone. My courage also is gone. And I lost everything. I am totally scared here. <coughs> He explains what is happening to him. Very simple. This is Arjuna. Arjuna means one who is a straightforward person. And so whatever emotions or feelings arise in his mind, he makes, he makes them, you know, he, he expresses them. And he says to the Lord, this is what is happening to me. <coughs> and further, he explains what is further happening to him. <coughs> Damstakaralani chate mukhani Damstakaralani chate mukhani Rishtvaiva kala narasannibhani Rishtvaiva kala narasannibhani Disho nijane na labhecha sharma Disho nijane na labhecha sharma Prasida devesha jagannivasa the translation of this verse will be found after the next verse. I will an interesting translation. But Mukhani, looking at your face, your mouth, 
Lamsprakaralani, so we say, those ugly, protruding, crying teeth, so seeing your mouth, which are very ugly and frightening on account of this Lamsprak, on account of this canine teeth, that is how they show the Rakshasas. In our Puranas, the Rakshasas of these demons are described as having uh, horns and protruding teeth, like animals. So, Showing meaning thereby that there is animal, these rakshasas are shown that way. We have not yet seen any people like that really. Whether there, are, there is a species called rakshasa which has this kind of horns and teeth, we don't know. Either such people were there or we can imagine that, that symbolizes, this is, the, this is showing the animal, the, the thoughts that is there in the mind are like those of the animals. And, and wild and cruel. So this canine teeth show cruelty. And this, these horns also show the animal tendencies at the same time insensitivity. So the people who have become insensitive, people who become extremely cruel and, and, and therefore very uh, threatening to others, so they are called Rakshasas. They are portrayed like that. <coughs> but he sees that here. So he sees many Rakshasas, the whole, all the face is becoming like face of Rakshasas. So, looking your faces, which are very ugly on account of the protruding canine teeth. Dhrushtvaiva kala nalasannivhani kala anala. Anala means fire. It is called anala because alam navidyate iti anala hai. Fire is the one that never says alam. See, when you, when you serve food, at that time will come when a person says alam. Enough. Enough. Anybody will say. So when you're feeding somebody, however, you know, glutton that person may be, at some time the person has to say, alam. But if one who never says alam, regardless of how much you feed him, and that is fine. You keep on feeding him. He never says enough, never says enough. So that's why it's for anala. Kala anala. It is said that when this whole universe is going to be destroyed, then a, a, a fire will come and the fire will completely consume everything. <coughs> that is called the fire of dissolution. Kala Anala. <coughs> Kala means time also, but time is death also. Kala means death also. So fire of death, when the whole universe is going to die, then the whole universe is going to be consumed, then it is imagined that it will be consumed by the fire. And therefore, I see your faces, or I see your mouth, like the fire, which is ready to consume the whole universe. Kala Anala Sannivhani. Sannivhani means similar to, similar to the fire of dissolution. That is how I see your mouth. Vishona <coughs> Jane. Arjuna says, I do not recognize any Disha. Disha means direction. I lost completely the sense of direction. Because where I see that? I see one. And you see, normally we determine what the direction is from the direction of sun. But here he sees countless suns and countless moon, and countless he sees. You understand that the cosmic form is that the whole cosmos consisting of any number of galaxies. It's very interesting how in our Puranas they talk about billions of Brahmanda. Brahmanda means cosmos, billions of cosmos they describe. They talk like that. So when they talk of Lord Rama or Krishna, you know, in what terms they will say? Because he is the substrate of the whole universe. On every hair on his body, there is a Brahmanda, there is a cosmos, a countless cosmos. 
They have somehow this idea, they have somehow this insight that what we see is not everything. What we see is just a part and that there are universes and universes, countless universes are there. This is what they had somehow known. And therefore, it is said that in every hair of the Lord, body of the Lord, there are countless universes. And that's the reason why, let, let us call them countless galaxies. If any galaxy can be called a universe, then every galaxy has countless stars and suns, and therefore, how many suns you would see in there, he has completely lost track of direction. I don't see that, I have no track of direction. I do not have any idea of the directions. <coughs> and therefore, I don't know where to run. He can't run away. He cannot go any place. Because if the Lord is in front of him, he can run, go this way. He turns that way. Then also the same form is there. He may want to turn some other direction. Whichever direction he turns, he sees only this form, this frightening form of the Lord. And therefore, there is no, there is no respite, no refuge anywhere. Vishwarajane, nalabheta sharma. And therefore, I do not find any peace at all, no comfort. O Lord, seeing this form of yours, I find no comfort, no tranquility. Arjuna, when he made a request of the Lord to show him the cosmic form, suddenly he did not know what he was asking for. That's what happens to us sometimes. That in all enthusiasm and without eagerness, we make a request. And in all kindness, Lord fulfills the request. And then the request is fulfilled. Then we wish that we had not asked for it. And so whatever we confront in life today, that we wish we did not have, understand that all of that is, at least theoretically, the result of the request I had made in the past. The desires that I had entertained. Sometimes they compare this world or universe with what we call a wish-fulfilling tree. That there is imagination, you know, a mythological tree called Kalpa Vruksha. Kalpa and Sankalpa, whatever thought, Kalpa Vruksha, whatever thought or desire arises in, in your mind, if you are standing under the tree, whatever desire arises in your mind will fulfill right away. There is Kama Dhanu. There is a wish-fulfilling cow. Whatever you ask of that cow, that wish will be fulfilled. So at least conceptually these things are there, you know. They say that is how life is. Life is that all of our wishes are fulfilled. No Swamiji, many of my wishes are not fulfilled. But they may not be fulfilled when you want them to be fulfilled. Or they may not be fulfilled in the way you may want, to want them to be fulfilled, but they will be fulfilled. If not today, tomorrow. And there we have no way of knowing that what all that we are concerning right now much of which we wish were not there. We have no way of knowing whether or not all of this is in, in response to the wishes that we have entertained at some point in time. Therefore it is, you know, it is, it's only wise or intelligent not to entertain these wishes if we can. Let there be the single part. May I have this? May I not have this? It's better to stay away from them because we do not know that when my sankalpa or wish will be fulfilled, I have no way of knowing whether that will really comfort me or not. <coughs> Arjuna says, I find no comfort. I lost my tranquility. I lost my peace. I lost my steadiness, my courage. Everything I have lost in this form of yours. <coughs> so, something like this also can come as a result of our wish. 
something frightening, threatening also can come as a result of all this. As it came to Arjuna. Although when it comes, we feel that injustice is done to us and God is very cruel and things like that, you know, naturally. That time we, we blame somebody. And we have to, for our own comfort. We have to blame somebody. Nothing wrong in blaming somebody, if you find comfort in that. But unfortunately, at least we can learn the lesson that it's better that we do not make any wishes. Even though we have the freedom to make wishes, it's better to leave to the Lord, you know, and let Him, let him give us what is best for us, rather than our asking for what He wants, <coughs> in general. And you can always have this Swami, but then the desire will be there. How about desire for liberation? That is also a desire. That's all fine. How about desire for knowledge? That is fine. How about desire for um, purification of mind? That is fine. Any desire that is in keeping with my nature is fine. Lord, please make me a truthful person. That's fine. Please make me an honest person. Fine. Please make me a non-violent person. Fine. Please make me, you know, that is all fine. Because all of these things are keeping with our own nature, and that is fine. But make me a wealthy person, let us leave it to him. Make me a powerful person, let us leave it to him. You know, if you can, I don't say that you do, but if, if you can, that will be that much less stress and less pressure. This may not be all practical, what I am saying is may not be practical in the life, but to the extent that it is possible, do that, you know. <laughs> it's easy for a family to say that. I know. <laughs> Swami, your bhiksa comes to your home. These days, Swamis don't even know to go out. Kamandaluri was there as a bhiksha patra. It's a water, it's a, it's a water jug as well as Kamandalu, you know. That water jug used to be the bhiksha patra. That's the vessel in which the sadhus were saved, their arms. So whatever food is, is offered to them, it goes into one pot only. They have to go and beg the food. These days the sadhus don't even have to do that. The food comes to, to us. So it's easy to say all of this. When you don't have to go through the struggle of life, it's not easy to say. I admit that. But regardless of that, it's always wise to know these things, you know, that so that someday, you know, we realize at least you can live your life and then and, and look at various desires that you entertain and also can see what all, you know, what it is that you are concerned. And you can learn something from that. <coughs> But anyway, this is what happened to Arjuna. He just did not know what he was asking for when he asked the Lord or requested the Lord to show the cosmic form. Vishonajane milavecha sarma prasida devesha jagan nivasa prasida he devesha isha, the Lord of all the devatas, jagan nivasa, the one who is a vasa, the dwelling place of the whole universe. O Lord, you in whom the whole universe dwells, you who is the master of the Lord of all the gods, so all the gods are the various cosmic forces, like the sun and the moon and the wind and so forth, and all of these also are controlled by him, Devesha. Prasida, may, may be pleased, may be favorable to me, the way you appear to me is far from being favorable to me, therefore, Prasida, please be favorable. <coughs> but Arjuna's Lord is not over, he continues to see something further. And what does he see? Because Lord is determined to make sure that he has no doubt in his mind, you know. And so, further, Lord is con continues to see further. Amichatvam dhutarashtasya putraha 
ಸಹಾಸ್ಮದೀಯೈರಪಿಯೋಧಮುಖ್ಯೈರಪಿಯೋಧಮುಖ್ಯೈರಪಿಯೋಧಮುಖ್ಯೈರಪಿಯೋ
the wife of Pandu, and one it, it says that says Durvasas was the host, and this was just a growing up girl, and this great sage was her ho- was her guest, and this girl served the sage very well, and the sage Durvasa was very pleased with Kunti, and while departing he gave her a special boon. He said, I give you the boon, I give you all these mantras which pertain to different devatas. When you, when you recite, when you chant these mantras, you will be able to command those gods and come to you. And they will favor you with a child. This is how sage went away. So Kunti was curious, does it really work? Does it really work? And therefore she thought of Surya, the Lord's son. And before she could realize, sun was right in front of her, and she was she was pregnant by his presence. And then she found herself pregnant. And then, in course of time, a child was born. It was a male child. And naturally, uh, she was tremendously shameful about the whole thing and what to do. And so, this child was put in a in a basket and was left in the flowing river. This is how the child was abandoned. The child did not die. The child was recovered. By whom? By a charioteer. So in, in, in Sanskrit they call him Suta. Suta means charioteer. He's supposed to be a lower caste, a low caste. But anyway, so this person had gone to the river to take a bath or whatever it is, and he found a basket floating in the water and he recovered. He took it. Opened and found a beautiful child. And they wanted a child. This this couple wanted a child, and he thought, hey, this is God-given gift. And with all enthusiasm and happiness, he went home and announced to his wife, hey, look, you know, what a, what a wonderful gift we have from God. And he showed the child. Both the, you know, husband and wife were extremely happy, and they raised his child. That is why the child was called Sutaputra, the son of a charioteer. He grew up there, and he met with much discrimination, much discrimination at the hands of Pandavas and Kauravas because they were Kshatriyas and this person was a lower caste. But he was brilliant. And he could get, you know, he could learn the art of archery and weaponry just, you know, he was brilliant. So Duryodhana found in, in him a good ally and therefore Duryodhana took him in his alliance and helped him and supported him emotionally and gave him the kingdom of a small, uh, small, uh, you know, uh, small place called Angadesha. So he was he was made the king of a small country, region, Angadesha. Naturally Karana is going to favor. And then um, there are long stories anyway, but then this Karana had a special enmity towards Arjuna. Arjuna was the best archer here, Karana was the best archer on that side, but Karana had a special uh, enmity for Arjuna. You know why? Because once upon a time this, this girl, this princess, Draupadi. So in those days, beautiful princesses had the privilege of choosing their own husband. And the father, the king, would invite the princes from all the world. They would all come in the court. And this princess would go around the court, and then she would choose. This is a privilege. So Draupadi, then there was Swayamvara. Swayamvara means choosing oneself. That's called Swayamvara. So that is why where I was held, and uh, this Karana also was one of the, what do you call them, the contenders, whatever. 
one of the suitors, whatever you call them, you know, suitors, okay, with many, many princes and kings. But there was a condition. Condition was that whoever, now, uh, there was in the ceiling, there was a trap, there was one kind of a, uh, a, a sort of an entrapment kind of a thing or a machine kind of a thing, whatever you call it, where there was a fish place, which fish was moving, rotating like this. It was not a real fish, but a fish was rotating. This is how this kind of a gadget was placed in the ceiling. And then there was a, 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 a little container of water, and you are supposed to look in the water and shoot this way, and you are supposed to shoot, shoot the eye of that fish looking at the water. Thus testing the skill of archery. The Pandavas also were there, but Pandavas were not there in their true form. They were in, they were in some other kind of form, posing as Brahmins, they also went there. Karana also was there, many of the princes were there, and one by one every prince came and tried this and failed. And Karana came, he was surely, he was sure, because he was a great archer, he surely would have shot that fish and would have won the hand of Draupadi. When he came forward, Draupadi declared, I will not marry with him. He is the son of a charioteer, I will not marry with him. He had to go back. He was insulted, humiliated in the whole court. And then there was nobody left. His five Pandavas are there. So they said, Arjuna, you go, come on. And Arjuna, he's not a Vakshatri, but he's all the, Then he was recognized to be Arjuna. Anyway, he certainly shot the, the eye of the fish. He won the hand of Draupadi. But this is the time that Arjuna became the greatest enemy of Karana and he was going to take the revenge of this. And therefore Karana is specially mentioned and he was, there are all kinds of weapons he had. Whatever it is, so Bhishmaha, Dronaha, Sudaputraha. Arjuna says, I see Bhishma and Drona and Karana, all of them entering your mouth. Sahasmadiyahi, Yapiyodhamukshayi, along with the principal warriors of our side also. Not only did he see all this Kaurava army entering the mouth of the Lord, but he sees his own army also entering, fortunately not himself, because he was to be saved. But he saw the warriors from his army also entering. How are they entering? Vaktranite, Paramanaha, Vishandi. They are entering your mouth in a very hurried manner, free, you know, you know, in a great speed, in a great haste, they are entering. As though they are embracing death in a hasty manner. All of these people I find entering speedily and hastily in your mouth. What kind of mouth? Again, the only thing that has impressed Arjuna is Dhamstrakarana. This is a number of times he uses your mouth, which are very ferocious and ugly, with those protruding canine teeth. The mouths that are so ugly, such mouths that are entering in a haste. Bhayanakani. And those which cause a tremendous amount of fear, these frightening mouths of yours, they are entering. Hmm. And what do I see there? You are receiving them. You are, and what do you do? You seem to be masticating them. And I see them, some of them stuck between your teeth. Dasana means the teeth. Dasanantareshu. In the space between the teeth. Kesit Vlagnaha. I find them stuck between your teeth, the space between the teeth. Sandrushyande, Shurnitahi, Uttamangaihi, whether Uttamanga means head, whether head is being crushed, and many of them stuck in the space between your teeth. This is what I find. 
సో బిస్తుగా అర్జునాసి ఇమాజిన్ వాట్ వుడ్ హ్యాపన్ వెన్ యూ సీ సంథింగ్ లైక్ దాట్ ఇన్ నెక్స్ట్ టూ వర్సెస్ ఇలస్ట్రేషన్ You can imagine hundreds of thousands of people just streaming hastily like a flow entering into the mouth of the Lord and he gives here a, a comparison in the next two verses to, to explain you know, how he sees them in the word, next verse we are told, verse 28. Yathanadinam bahavom buvegaha Yathanadinam bahavom buvegaha సముద్రమేవాభిముఖాద్రవంతి సముద్రమేవాభిముఖాద్రవంతి తవామీ నరలోకవీరాతవామీ నరలోకవీరాశంతి వక్రాణ్యభివిజ్వలంతి విశంతి వక్రాణ్యభివిజ్వలంతి యథా నదీనాం బహవ అంబువేగా అంబువేగా అంబు మీన్స్ వాటర్ సో నదీనాం అంబువేగా బహవ నదీనాం అంబువేగా జస్ట్ యాజ్ ఫ్లోయింగ్ వాటర్స్ ఆఫ్ మెనీ రివర్స్ అండ్ హియర్ ఆల్సో దర్ ఇస్ ప్రాబ్లమ్ విత్ ది ట్రాన్స్లేషన్ ఐఎమ్ సారీ దట్ ఐ గెస్ ఇట్ మేక్ సెన్స్ యూ నో దట్ వన్ షుడ్ లూజ్ ద సెన్స్ వన్ వన్ కమ్స్ టు డిస్ కైండ్ ఆఫ్ వర్స్ So we find translations also. Not only Arjuna has lost his sense, but I guess here also. <laughs> so what it means is, Yatha Nabinam Bahava Ambuvegaha Just as the rivers of the, the, you know, the rivers of the flowing waters, the waters of flowing rivers, Samudramiva Vimukha Dravanti Just as the waters of flowing rivers, they just easily flow towards the, towards the ocean. So only agenda that a river has is to flow towards the ocean and merge into the ocean. The only agenda, that's what the agenda river has. And similarly also I find the only agenda these fellows have is like the flowing waters of the river, all of them entering your mouth. So river entering the ocean, all these fellows entering you through the mouth. So river also enters the ocean through the mouth. Similarly also, all of them entering you through your mouth. Tatha similarly, Ami Naraloka Viraha, all these great warriors among the human beings, all of these, Tava, Tava, Vakrana, Vishanti, they all enter your mouth. Ami Vijjwalanti, your burning mouth. So the mouths that are burning with fire, all of these people are entering your mouth, just as the flowing waters of the river enter the ocean. so speedily they are all entering. <coughs> so that just shows the nature, river naturally flows towards the ocean and also all these fellows are naturally flowing into you. <coughs> But the river water is insentient. So next verse Arjuna gives an example of how sentient. But these people are all sentient. So we can understand that the water of the river is insentient, has no sense and therefore it is entering the water, you know. But here these are all human beings and the living beings and they know, I mean, they cannot, uh, they cannot deliberately uh, enter into the mouth of the death. So it may appear that the example of river is not quite, you know, it, it does demonstrate something, but it's not quite fitting. Therefore Arjuna gives another example in the next verse. 
So somehow these moths have a tremendous attraction for light and heat, or light I think. So wherever they see light, they just fall into that, they jump into that. And these are all sentient living beings, so how living beings also seem to just jump into the death. And similarly also, all these warriors also are like those moths, tatha, samudhvegaha, with a great speed, just as a moth, so as they cl- come closer to the fire, how the speed increases, and with a great speed, how all the moths are jumping into the fire, and similarly also, these great warriors, I see them all jumping into your mouth. Tathriva nashaya, for their own destruction. Vishanti lokaha. Nasha, nasha means destruction. Although in Sanskrit the word nasha is derived from the, you know, root nash. Nash is generally translated as destruction, but it means adarshane, nash adarshane, meaning disappearing. So in Sanskrit there is no word for death. Nasha doesn't mean death, mrityu means death, but nasha doesn't mean death, it means adarshanam, meaning going out of sight, disappearing. All of them disappearing you are, they are coming into you for their destruction. With a tremendous speed, all these, all these people are entering your mouth. So this is the kind of scene that Arjuna is seeing in the cosmic form of Lord Krishna. We'll continue in the evening. Om Purnamadaf Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavasasyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantau Punah Punah Ishvara Gururatmevi Murti Bheda Vibhajine Vyoma Vadyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhya Namaha Hari Om